What is going on, everybody? You are here with us for the first episode of the Gimme the Points podcast. Um, I am your host, Dustin Braden, uh, otherwise known as Soup, here with my co-host, Tyler Thorne. Uh, how you doing tonight, man? I am good. How are you? I'm excited to get going. I'm good, man. I'm fired up. Um, I am more excited than Deshaun Watson on a massage table. I am ready to get this thing going. I NFL season's right around the corner. Um, we just finished up, with, I guess, technically the second preseason week, um, which is now, you know, the second to last preseason week. So we got one more. Uh, we have our fantasy football drafts coming up this weekend. And then the season kicks off. Um, today we are going to cover the win totals for each team, and we got some player props to cover at the end. Um, is there anything, you know, storyline wise that you want to touch on any quarterback battles that you find interesting, any rookie quarterbacks, any takes on the rookie quarterbacks? I, I know you're a Jaguars fan, so I'm sure you're, you're all hyped up about Trevor Lawrence. I am. Honestly, I would love to be like, oh, Trevor Lawrence looks amazing. They all look bad. I actually think all the rookies have looked solid granted against various levels of starters on defense, but still, I mean, they can only play with who's on the field when they get their shot. They've all looked, I think they've all looked good. So right. Did you see, real football. <laughs> did you see Justin Fields get decapitated today? I did, but if there's one thing we learned about him in that uh, against Clemson, the man can take a hit. <laughs> yeah, he sure can. He's, he's tough as nails, um, but that was blatantly dirty. Uh, there's rules put in place to prevent that and it's preseason. I, I get the rookie came out last week and he said, you know, the game seems slow to him and he's got a little bit of arrogance about him. Uh, he knows he's going to be the starter. Andy Dalton will not start all year. It's just not going to happen. Nick Foles might come in if an injury occurs, but Fields is the guy. You don't draft a guy that high if he's not the guy. Um, I will say, you know, I am rocking the Gronk jersey tonight. I am a Patriots fan for those of you who don't know. Pep Nips, Mac Jones. Uh, shocking me. The kid looks good. He's thrown some really nice, like 40 yard passes down the field. Uh, one that got Nikhil Harry hurt, which is like a double positive. Mac Jones looked good. Nikhil Harry's not on the field. Kid sucks. Can't catch a ball. Um, but yeah, so the rookie quarterbacks all in all look good. Zach Wilson looked good tonight. I yeah, watched a little bit of the Jets good. game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up. I can't remember a year. There's been more hyped quarterbacks, but as far as the depth of rookie quarterbacks this year, um, all the guys taken in the first round seem to be legit. I mean, they're all competing for a starting job. Cam Newton's keeping Mac Jones kind of on the back burner a little bit because he's looked good so far, and Belichick has some weird love for him. But, yeah, all in all, the rookies have impressed so far in the preseason. Yeah, no, they have. Like, And like you said, Justin Fields is going to start eventually, but just end the charade. Don't don't. Andy Dalton needs to start zero regular season games as long as Fields is healthy. It's just just put him out there. Let, let I agree because it, it's not even like Andy Dalton's a guy that Justin Fields can learn from. They're two no. totally different styles. Um, I so I don't understand that dynamic there, and the, and Nick Foles still being there. So, but on that note, let's jump right into these win totals. We're just going to go in alphabetical order. Um, we have I think five that we listed that. Uh, we we really like that we're going to you know touch a little bit more in depth on. So the first one, we have the Arizona Cardinals, and they are coming in at eight and a half. Um, for me personally, I think this over hits. I see them as a nine or a ten win team. Um, they, 
you know, they added on defense. They obviously added JJ Watt um, is, you know, as old as he is, we haven't seen AJ green play recently um, in little bits. And I think AJ green adds to that offense. It just gives Kyler Murray another weapon to throw to. Um, they did lose Pat Peterson, but uh, I, they brought in Malcolm Butler, didn't they? Yeah. They brought in Malcolm Butler to replace Pat Pete uh, guys getting paid based off of one play he's made in his entire career. He's, I think he sucked at Tennessee, my personal opinion. But, yeah, so Arizona, eight and a half. I like the over here. What about you? I like it, too. When I was going through their schedule, I kept finding them at, like, you know, seven, eight wins, like, that I I like them for sure at. And then I thought about it. I think they're a good team, and good teams also find a way to win a few close games they shouldn't. So with that, then I think they they hit the over because I think they're a solid team. And they're 100% in the hardest division in football. Oh, yeah. Without the a division's low. I mean, it's loaded, man. The Rams adding Stafford, Seattle would danger us, obviously. And I don't know where I lie with San Francisco. Uh, I'm confused on them. I don't know what's – yes, they were super, you know, injury-riddled last year. Um, but I just – I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm stuck on them. Speaking of San Fran, they don't have a wins total out because the quarterback battle that's going on there – um, the last time it was out, I think it was at 10 and a half. And I personally would probably lean towards the under on that, but we'll see what happens whenever they put out a total before that. Our next team, the Atlanta Falcons, seven and a half. I have been burnt on the Falcons over so many freaking times because I've always loved their talent, their offensive talent, but their injury prone defense. Um, they got rid of some of those guys. They got rid of Keanu Neal. They got rid of Ricardo Allen. Um, but my concern is the offensive line because they got rid of Alex Mack and the offensive line wasn't good last year and they got rid of their best offensive lineman. Um, I don't know how I feel about Matt Ryan. I think this might be his last hurrah. Calvin Ridley's obviously a stud, but when you lose Julio Jones, you're not going to improve. And, you know, a lot of teams get rid of guys and then replace them with somebody better, but they didn't replace Julio Jones. So I, I see them at seven or eight wins because I'm not a big fan of the Saints. I'm not a big fan of the Panthers. I think they win some division games. What do you think about the over seven and a half? See, same thoughts as you. I actually don't like anyone in that division except the Bucks, obviously. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but I've got the under for the Falcons just because I, I feel like you. I'm glad you mentioned Matt Ryan. It's like the Tom Brady effect. Not everybody can play good quarterback, you know, high-level QB play until they're 40. Matt Ryan's old now. He's 36. This could be his last hurrah. He could have, you know, one more good year, but I just, I could, they hit eight wins, you know, and barely hit, hit the over. They could, but I just, I don't think they're a very solid team top to bottom. They've got Ridley and they've got Kyle Pitts, who I think will be a stud. But other than that, I don't, I just don't see them as a good football team. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see any, improvements that they've added on the field honestly they've lost guys and i don't i I don't think that they improved in the positions that they lost um so i think the seven and a half is probably the right number i could see seven i could see eight i don't see a nine or a ten win team in the atlanta falcons no Uh, agreed now the first one that we really like and you guys are going to get to know that i fucking hate lamar jackson (laughs) under 11 wins for the baltimore ravens I love this. Um, the unders at a minus 110. 
Lamar Jackson's numbers went down drastically last year. 400 less passing yards, 10 less passing touchdowns, three more interceptions. People got tape on him. The defense lost Matt Judon. Let's go, New England. Well, it's um, hard to it's hard to throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns when you're running back at the quarterback position. So right, yeah, right. And the MVP award he got, sure, great. He had a really good year, but he was just the new flavor. That's all it was. He wasn't the MVP. Patrick Mahomes was the MVP that year. Russell Wilson was more of more of an MVP candidate than uh, Lamar Jackson that year. I, and their division's tough. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland is so good. Pittsburgh, I know we're going to disagree on it. We'll wait for the Steelers, but Pittsburgh's tough. Cincinnati, I think that they might surprise some people. I don't see them at four wins this year. Um, and they have a really tough uh, out-of-division out of schedule as well. So I love the under 11. Um, if you want to juice it up a little bit to 11 and a half, so if they win 11 games, you still win. That's at a minus 150. I still like those odds under 11 and a half on the Baltimore Ravens. No, I'm right there with you. I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, they'll make the playoffs, I think. They always find a way to sneak in. But as far as having an 11 win, you know, over under total, that's that's a sign of a damn good football team. That I, they're not that. You to put Lamar Jackson against any of the other top quarterbacks and say, you know, you have, you're in a shootout. The man has to throw to win you the game. Not happening. Yeah, it's he's not. not he's he's not a top 20 quarterback in my mind. No, top five running back. But and I'll die. I will <laughs> die on that. He's not top 20 in my mind. It's, no. Six of their nine home games this year against uh, playoff teams last year. They have the they went from the easiest schedule in the league last year to the hardest schedule in the league this year. It's just it the writing's on the wall. Um, this is the hardest schedule John Harbaugh's ever had. Um, they face Kansas City at home. At, like it, these are all in Baltimore, Kansas City, Indy, the Rams, Green Bay, Minnesota. Tough. I, two two and four out of those six games. Yeah. No, I mean, I they probably win about 10 games because they yeah. will. Harbaugh's a good coach, but right. 12 games, I don't think. No, no way. All right, next one we both really like, and I it pains me to say this, but Buffalo, man. Oh. We were so wrong about Josh Allen. Okay, well, 99% of the world was wrong about yes. Josh Allen. I, he's The kid is legit. Um, he's not afraid to take a hit, which I love. He welcomes contact. Um, and I he's got the body build. I'm not afraid that he's going to get hurt when he gets hit. And it's like a linebacker playing quarterback who can also sling the rock. Now, and honestly, say he – I don't think he will. You're right. He's got that build. But say he goes down and he's going to miss two or three weeks. They're being cautious with him. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, kind of a perfect backup if he has to come in and win a game or two. So I'm not – Buffalo – they're, I think they're the second best team in the, you know, in the AFC behind Kansas yeah. City. And if you told me they're the best and you wanted to argue it, I wouldn't argue with you because they very well might be. No, I, I definitely hear that argument out. Um, I think their defense definitely bounces back. Um, they were fantastic two years ago. They had a down year last year, but it didn't matter because the offense was great. Uh, it's just in Diggs. What a difference Diggs has made yeah. for Josh Allen, man. And Cole Beasley. Cole mm -hmm. Beasley's a stud. Uh, he was good such Dallas, a, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's such a good second receiver. It's just – and that, they won nine home games last year, and their extra game this year is a home game. So a lot of teams you could argue, oh, that could be a win or a loss. You give them an extra home game, I'm going to go – you know, Bill's Mafia, 
I like them to win that home game, and I like I like um, Buffalo over eleven this year. Yeah, I do too. They just Josh Allen and the Bills as a whole. They just kind of have that like force of nature feel to them when they get going. Like like, damn, this has been a long time coming for them. You know, you can tell he knows everybody thought he wasn't going to make it. He right. just he's a stud. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, these next couple we'll rattle through these pretty quickly. Uh, Carolina, I'm seven and a half. I'm not sure on Sam Darnold hasn't proven anything for me to take the over in this. But at the same time, I love Christian McCaffrey. I love Matt Rule and what he's doing at Carolina. And I am a huge Robbie Anderson fan. Uh, so I'm probably I'll pass on this. I say the numbers right about, you know, right around seven or eight. So I'd pass on this one, seven and a half. You got any takes on that? I'd lean under very, very soft lean, but yeah, seven or eight feels right. Okay. Uh, Chicago Bears. This one interests me. We were talking about Justin Fields. Matt Nagy has – this will be his fourth year in Chicago. He's won at least eight games all three years, eight and eight, eight and eight, and 12 and four. Um, but their schedule is so hard. It's unbelievably hard. I know we both like David Montgomery. You're a big AR guy. Um, Darnell Mooney's a stud. I'm a big Cole Komet guy. They have the weapons. I like their defense to bounce back a little bit. I think uh, I think Khalil Mack has a better year. Love me Roquan Smith. So they have the weapons on defense as well, but they did lose Kyle Fuller, which hurts in the secondary. That's big time. Um, but I still, seven and a half, it's really tough for me to take them over here because they do play teams. Um, they, they got Green Bay twice, uh, Minnesota twice. Detroit twice. Yeah, two uh, wins from Detroit. <laughs> but the, yeah, I think they have, I think they have Kansas City. They have Baltimore. They have Pittsburgh and Cleveland as well. I think they're playing uh, Baltimore's division. So, yeah, they have a really tough schedule this year. So seven and a half. I would like to see them go over because I'd like to see a lot of those guys succeed. But I I can't bet this. See, I feel good about the over with them. Um, so what we got seventeen games now. Let's give them two Lions wins. So what? That's fifteen games left. So you're telling me. You know, it is a hard schedule. They only need to win six of those 15 to hit the over. And I think they're a good team. You know, I think Fields will help them. This is me assuming that Fields plays at least the vast majority of the season. I think they can find six more wins in that schedule. And if it and was eight like and a half, I'd be iffy. But with the with the seven and a half, I think they can hit eight wins. I like what Fields is doing with his legs in the preseason. Uh, normally guys don't run in the preseason. But he's showing that, yeah, I'm versatile. And he's not your – you know, he's not a run first quarterback. The kid's accurate as hell. So, uh, man, I wish New England would have drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. Just trade up. Just just trade up. Okay, so our next one, Bengals, six and a half. No idea. I don't have a clue. Uh, All the reports say Joe Burrow looks like he has no idea what he's doing in training camp. I love – I love can't the catch a pass. Yeah, but, but I, and I love T. Higgins this year. I love Tyler Boyd. Um, I think he's got the weapons around him. You know, Joe Mixon's going to do Joe Mixon. But the defense, um, they brought in a lot of help on defense this year. They spent a lot of money. But still, they're in such a tough division. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, super tough. I could, That's why I I'd like the under on them. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on the under. I have no idea what they're going to do. Seven's a lot for them to improve three wins from last year. I think seven's a lot. Uh, Cleveland, 10 and a half over. Winning the division. Take over. Brownies, 
uh, they've got it figured out, man. And Odell's coming back. Uh, they obviously added Jadavion Clowney, which is huge. Um, you know, he hasn't been the player that we all thought he was going to be, but I'll be damned if you told me if I could have Jadavion Clowney as my second best defensive end, if I wouldn't take it. Yeah, he's he would help any defense in the league, even if he wasn't, like you said, what we thought he would in Browns. Okay, Miles Garrett, 18 plus sacks this year. I'm going to go ahead and say that. He's a he's an animal. He's he's a freak. Yes, and just, as long as he doesn't hit anybody with their helmet. No, it's it's weird to think of the Browns um, and not think that they suck. Like it, it, you almost still have to do a double take and wrap your head around the fact that they have top to bottom one of the better rosters in the NFL and a damn good football coach too. Oh, uh, unbelievable! And a perfect system, perfect yeah. system for him. A run heavy offense. And I'm gonna go out there. I'm, I'm a George Bulldogs fan, and I think outside of maybe Dalvin Cook. Nick Chubb is the best runner in professional football. He nice. might not be the best overall running back because you guys, he doesn't catch passes the way these other guys do. Um, you know, Merrill Hodge would love today's NFL because you have all these factor backs. <laughs> but Nick Chubb is, you know, if not the best, the second best runner in football behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah, hands down. Nick Chubb is, is awesome. And, uh, Hunt's not a bad second back, you know. He's oh decent God, he'd too. be a starter on all but like ten teams in the NFL. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, next one we both like, so we've gone Baltimore, Buffalo, Baltimore under Buffalo over. We are so in on the Cowboys this year. It hurt. It scares me, but man, Dak Prescott back. Um, you're getting two guys who have never missed a Pro Bowl until last year in their entire career on your offensive line back. And you're getting Leo Collins. Um, he's fully healthy. He should have made the Pro Bowl last year. I think Pro Football Focus had him ranked as like the, th the third or fourth best tackle in football last year. Um, Dak's got his line. Zeke is apparently in the best shape he's ever been in. And, oh, yeah, they have guys like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and uh, Blake Jarwin's back. So you have the dual tight end threat and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. That offense is so stacked, and the defense can't get worse. It can't get I honestly, worse. <laughs> I don't care. I don't even care about their defense. That offense should be putting up thirty points per game minimum. They should be the Bills. They should be the like the Bills of last year. Yes, they should. Bad, and, bad defense, but the offense should just explode. And if their defense, I mean, as long as it's not absolute hot garbage, if it's just kind of you know below average, kind of sucky. That doesn't matter for them. They might lose them a game or two, but that offense is also going to win them a game or two. They shouldn't. Yeah. So prior to last year, um, Tyron Smith and and um, and Zach Martin had thirteen seasons played combined. You know how many Pro Bowls they had combined? Thirteen. No. <laughs> Those they're they're amazing. I mean, you have you have two of the top five tackles in the league on that offensive line, and then you bring Zach Martin back at guard. Set. I mean, I love it, and that's going to play into one of my player props at the end of the show here. Um, these next ones, I Denver eight and a half. No idea. I say under because I don't like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke sucks. I think Teddy Bridgewater cannot lead a team to nine wins. They don't have and Cortland Sutton's back. Yeah, but he's coming off an ACL tear, so I don't know how much I trust that. I, Melvin I Gordon. Yeah, Melvin Gordon competing for the for his job. I I don't like it at all. No. Um, Detroit five. <laughs> I think that's right about right. Five and 12. Yeah. I, I would go under. Um, 
No, I, I, I I'd lean the under over the over, but I, I think it's going to push. I think they're going to go five and twelve. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm not guaranteeing the under. Like another team, we'll talk about with a low total. But <laughs> yes, yes, and that's coming up in two. Green Bay ten and a half. Another one we love. Um, I like the alternate line at nine and a half. It's it's juiced up. It's minus one seventy. If you want to take the ten, I think the ten's at like a minus one thirty. Green Bay to go over. Um, thirteen and three last year. Thirteen and three the year prior. Aaron Rodgers is pissed at the world. Devontae Adams is back. They're doing their own little, you know, Jordan, Scotty Pippen, the last dance kind of deal here. Um, yeah. And, you know, Aaron Jones, as long as he stays healthy. And even if he doesn't, Quadzilla. They've got the running back. Idol Randall Cobb's back. You never know. Yeah, a little yeah, flashback. I- I would have said that I like the Packers over without even looking at what the total was. And then yeah. you look and it's 10 and a half instead of 11 or 11 and a half. I mean, some things just happen and Aaron Rodgers having his football team be damn good. is one of those things. So yeah, if you're, that, that, if you're betting the under, you're betting that Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. That's what you're yeah, betting. Literally. Yeah. Cause if Rodgers plays all 17 games, I don't see a way that they don't win 11 games, 11 and six. Like, that's not an incredible record with this extra game added in. No, you know I, mean? be, I think they'll do better than that. But yeah, right. I do. I, I 12, 13 11. wins for sure. Especially with, you know, Detroit, um, Minnesota. I think Minnesota's offense takes a big step back this year. I don't see, you know, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen combining for what, like, what they have, like 27 touchdowns last year? Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, a lot. Um, so, yeah. And this is our fifth play that we agree on here, Houston. <laughs> Their line is set at four. I am going under all day. It's at plus money. It's at a plus 105. They won two games with Deshaun Watson having the best year of his career. Two. And he played out of his freaking mind. And now you're going to Tyrod Taylor? There's They're not winning five games this year. At worst, you'll push – I love them to win zero, one, two, or three games. I, I don't see Houston being able to win more than four games. No, I don't either. And, you know, we were going through the, the schedule, and I we assumed even just for fairness sake a split with Jacksonville. Even with right. that, you know, still they hit two, three wins. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't see where those other four wins come from. I just don't think it's, I, I don't think it's possible. The real question no. is, so where's the, the prop bet? It's um, Tyrod Taylor passing touchdowns versus Deshaun Watson's guilty verdicts. What number is going to be higher? I'm going Deshaun Watson with the guilty verdicts. Um, Tyrod's never thrown for 20 touchdowns in his career in a season, and Deshaun's got 22 allegations against him. So I think that number hits before Tyrod hits 20. Uh, Side note, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but the situ- the everything that's going on with him is absolutely insane. Um, I love. I hope the guy comes back on the field. And I hope he's wearing a red, white, and blue jersey. Uh, Indy eight and a half. Quentin Nelson banged up. Same injury to Carson Wentz. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor takes a step back this year. He throttled the last eight weeks of the season versus really bad defenses. Marlon Mack's back, so I see more of a you know running back by committee approach. T.Y. Hilton's just getting older. He's getting slower. Um, I don't know if the defense is going to be as good. I'd lean the under. 
but I could see them going nine and eight. I don't think they're a bad enough team to, I, I don't know. I think it's right. I think it's eight or nine wins for them. I feel the same way. You said you like kind of lean the under, I kind of lean the over, but it, probably about nine wins because they are a good team. They've got a good roster, but Quentin Nelson's big. I mean, that's probably pound for pound. You know, he's a top five lineman in the NFL. For sure. Top one, top three. And Wentz, sure. I don't know. I mean, if Carson Wentz plays like last year, they're a bad team because he'd bring them down. If Carson Wentz came back healthy and somehow rediscovered the MVP season or even say a step below that, then they're a damn good team. So honestly, who knows with them? Yeah, and I don't think it's a huge upgrade because I don't think Phillip Rivers played bad last year. I think the offense was set up perfect for Phil Rivers. Yeah, he played good. His arm yeah. is I might have I mean, a stronger arm, but somehow he was still an effective quarterback. The, the noodle arm thing over the past 10 years for Phillip Rivers has been mind-boggling to me that he still completes passes 15 yards downfield with how slow he throws the ball. Yep. Uh, okay, here you go. This is all you, Jacksonville, six and a half. Where you at? I almost feel like this is hard for me to logically look at because it's so easy to talk myself into best-case scenario. If I try to be completely objective and just look at games that I feel like they reasonably should win, I had them at like six wins. So that would put them at the under. Now, do I think that they can win seven, eight games, depending on how some close ones go? I do. But if I'm being completely logical, then I'd put them right about six, which would be the under. Okay. Yeah, you convinced me. I mean, I would lean the under too. I just didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, no, it's it just I mean if Trevor Lawrence comes out and plays like he's supposed to, then then sure. Right. I mean, you know, winning seven, eight games also, even if they win six games and they look competitive in a lot of the losses and they're I mean, that's still a very good season when you won, you know, one game last year. So Right. Big yeah, big uptick. Um Chiefs, twelve and a half. The over is a plus one twenty. It's really tough for me to bet the under against Patrick Mahomes, but at the same point in time, betting a team to win 13 games is tough. Uh, I'm staying away from this. I'm not going to be shocked if they go 14 and three or 15 and two. I, damn, I would be shocked if they went 11 and six. See, I like hey. the over. It's not, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> love the over, but you either bet the chiefs over or you don't bet them. How could you, that's Ooh. like one of those, perennial 13 win teams until they prove otherwise yeah um vegas seven i don't i think darren waller takes a step back i don't see any way he has 1300 receiving yards again this year um i don't know what the defense looks like i i like rooting for chucky i'm a big john gruden guy he cracks me up it's hilarious i don't think Derek carr should get the hate that he gets i think Derek carr's a pretty damn good quarterback um, but Josh Jacobs is not an efficient running back. He's, you know, he depends on workload. Uh, Devin Booker was actually more effective than him last year on the carries that he got. Or not Devin Booker, Devontae Booker. I'm sorry, Devin Booker got NBA on my mind. Um, and so seven, I think, is pretty accurate. I could see seven and ten, I think, is a pretty good, especially with the Chargers taking a step up too. So that's two more games against the Chargers. Um they're definitely the lowest total prediction for their division. So I think seven and 10, if I had to go anywhere, I'd lean the under because at least one team in that division is going to win five or six games. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. I, 
I like the under. Um, if you're going to bet something on them, they'll probably win six, seven games. But I don't, I don't think Gruden's a very good coach either. Um, oh, I just think he's hilarious. Yeah. Well, he is funny, yeah. Yeah, knock on wood if you're with me. You know, I, I, I think he's, he cracks me up, man. Um, so the next team, the other team in that division we just mentioned, the Chargers, nine and a half. I love Justin Herbert. We both love Austin Eckler. Um, Mike Williams is one of the most talented number two receivers in the league. Can he put it all together and stay healthy? That's the question. But, yeah, I'd, I'd lean the over on the Chargers nine and a half. I would as well. Um, with that being said, this feels like it has the slight potential to be the they're very hyped. Maybe they fall short of expectations, and then next year is when they take the step. But I can't look at the roster. I can't look at what you know Herbert did as a rookie and not feel like they can get to 10 wins because I, I do. Uh, for sure. I mean, he looks like he should be delivering my pizzas, but – the kids, he's dude. He's amazing. He's so he's so good. His arm strength's fantastic. Um, his decision making really impressed me as a rookie. So and his legs. I mean, he's he's mobile. He's got he's got some he's got some wheels on him. Um, Rams ten and a half. The most hyped team in the NFL this year. Yeah, without question. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm on the hype train. Matt Stafford finally. You know, yes, he had Megatron, but he never had a running back. He never had a defense, and I'll be—he—he's got a defense, man. That defense is stupid. He's got the best defensive player of our lifetime. I mean, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player, the most dominant defensive player that I have been able to witness play football. I've never seen another guy demand two or three—you know—a double team or a triple team off the offensive line. Got your boy Jalen Ramsey. You know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, it's very rare that somebody can talk as much shit as he does and come damn close or fully backing it up. It's, it's right. kind of ridiculous. And, and you've got the polar opposite in Marcus Peters, who talks all the shit and has all, you know, throws all the shade and blows all the smoke and then gets cooked. But there were reports that came out that Jalen Ramsey got smoked by Hunter Renfro in this uh, these uh these co-op training things. He denies it. Um, but I'm waiting for the videos to come out. Apparently Hunter Renfro put him on skates three or four times. Let me ask you something. Does Jalen Ramsey faster, stronger? Does Jalen Ramsey seem like the guy that would give a full amount of shit about practice? Or would he be the guy that would take it 90% and then on Sunday when everyone's watching, when the cameras are on him, that's when he brings it. Yeah. yeah he's the Allen Iverson of the NFL practice. Yeah. yeah I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> Miami, nine and a half. I hate Tua. I I like Miles Gaskin. There's that. But nine and a half, I think, is a lot for them. I don't think that they can go 10 and seven. I know their defense was really good last year. Um, Brian Flores, you know, they bought into what he's, what he's teaching. Nine and a half, I think eight, nine wins. I would lean the under on this. Yeah, I would, I would lean under. Um, if Tua plays well, that team will hit the over. But I just—that's a big I, if. I mean, yeah, he looked okay in you know this second preseason game, but it's just he doesn't inspire confidence. And even if your quarterback plays bad per se, you want him—you want to feel like he's inspiring something when you're watching him. And Tua, as a rookie, it, mm-hmm. polar opposite. You looked at him and watched his games, and it was just like, oh boy, what a man. 
and you're not going to convince I, I don't buy into left-handed quarterbacks. They're, they're non-existent for a reason. Um, I think the last one to start prior to two was Kellen Moore. Um, yeah, it's he, hard to think of many good ones. I mean, Mark Brunel yeah. was was good player, but right, right. There's, hence there's the logo. Hence the logo. Um, so you get Minnesota eight and a half. I think their offense takes a huge step. Not okay, so not huge, but I do think they take a step back this year. I think they overperformed last year. Um, I'm I don't buy in the Kirk Cousins contract is still one of the the contracts in professional sports that rattles my brain. I I never understood it. I get, you know, you like that. He was all fired up in Washington and they needed a quarterback at the time. So they went out and got the guy. He's not bad. He's he's a 28 to 32 touchdown kind of guy. He does have the weapons around him. I I really like Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith's a you know, really underrated tight end. Um, but that offense has to run through Dalvin Cook. You can't rely on Kirk Cousins to win you games. You have to run that offense through Dalvin Cook. Now, I uh, I actually like the the over on the Vikings. I think they could push for a wild card spot, and if they're pushing for a wild card spot, that, I mean, you know, they're going to need nine or ten wins for that. So mm-hmm. I I like them. I I don't think they're a phenomenal team, but I think they're good. My biggest concern is the two most important parts, in my opinion, of a football team are obviously the quarterback. Um, and the second's the offensive line. And I think that their offensive line, you know, was shaky last year. And I think it's only gotten worse. Um, but their defense, you know, they made some signings in the offseason for their defense to improve. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm not touching this one, but eight and a half sounds about right. Nine, eight wins. Um, New Orleans, nine under. Get me the hell out of here. I'm not buying into James Winston. I'm sure as hell not buying into Taysom Hill. Um, Michael Thomas, is he going to play a snap for the Saints? When's this ankle injury going to be over? I have no idea. And if you take Michael Thomas off that team and you're asking, you know, crab legs, Jabbo to throw the ball around, he might have another 30 for 30 season, 30 tutties, 30 interceptions, man. That's one of the most incredible feats I've ever seen in the NFL. That was amazing. Yeah, no, they'll make a 30 for 30 one day about his 30 and 30 season. They have they have to. If they don't, they're they're you know they're doing an injustice. It has to be done. Yeah, but um, I like the under on the Saints as well. I just, I mean, obviously they have a good coach, so he'll probably squeeze every amount of effort and talent out of them as he can. But I, I they're not good. That's it's not a no. good roster. And the, the defense isn't bad. No, I mean, it's the defense solid. is all. Yeah, Sean Payton's always had a good defense. Um, all right, here we go. New England over nine wins. Yes. Yes. They won seven games last year with Cam Newton looking – he looked like worse than Tua. I mean, Cam Newton sucked last year. And, yes, it still looks like he's trying to throw a 50-yard bomb when he throws a 10-yard dart this year. It still looks like he's putting everything into it. But they gave him some weapons, man. Jacoby Myers was the number one last year, and that's not right. You know, obviously Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, they're going back to the dual tight end system, which they missed out on, which could have been the greatest thing ever. With You know, Aaron Hernandez was a more talented tight end than Rob Gronkowski. Aaron Hernandez was a freak of nature. Gronk yeah, amazing. Is, Gronk's the GOAT. I mean, I've got his jersey on. He's, he's the best tight end to ever play football. But Aaron Hernandez, what we'll never know, you know, he was so freaking good. But with Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, um, 
And the defense were, you know, we're the Patriots are getting Dante Hightower back. Um, added Judon. Uh, I don't see how they win eight. I don't see how they win eight or less. I think at worst you would push. I think they're a ten and seven team this year. I take the over and the over sitting at a minus one ten right now. Over yeah, nine wins. I'm I'm completely with you. You know, there's the Bill versus Tom debate. Who was more responsible? Tom. Realistically, Tom. However, yeah. you know, last year shouldn't diminish Belichick. He no. They're going to be a good team. There's I don't see how do any worse than push. If you bet the over on this, they're just you. You named all the additions, and that obviously helps. But just Bill, it's it's Bill Belichick, and it's the New England Patriots, and it's our lifetime. So yeah, they're not going to go under nine wins again, right? And now and and Nelson Aguilar, um, breakout year last year looked really really good in Vegas. So and you know what? If Cam sucks, so what? Pep nips, get in there. Let's go. Let's throw some darts. Mac Jones, one time. See, the way uh, I look at it is, is Bill, I know he likes Cam Newton. Whoever's better and whoever's going to win that, I'm pretty sure that's who he'll play. Yeah, and he didn't have another option last year. You're not starting Jared Stidham. No. no Stidham not, sucks, dude. Stidham so sucks. Um, but, yeah, and, and last year they were out with, you know, obviously they, um, Dante Hightower sat out due to COVID. And then Pat Chung sat out and then decides to retire this year, which sucked. But you're missing, you know, your your leader at your at your middle linebacker and then the leader of your secondary. So uh, Hightower being back, I love. I think they'll be fine. I do. I think 10 and 7 is realistic. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up super high, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win 11 games. Giants, 7. Well, I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I like the under. It's yeah, because I, I don't believe in Daniel Jones at all, and I do. But I think Daniel Jones is decent. Do I think they win six, seven, maybe eight if things go right? Yes. I don't like. I don't love the under, but that's where I would lean. I will say this: this is Daniel Jones' year to prove that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's got the weapons, man. They added Kenny Galladay. They added John Ross. Um, obviously, they still have Sterling Shepard. And you know Evan Ingram and God, please Saquon, just be healthy. Like yeah. even if it takes a week or two, sit out, be healthy, man, because he's so much fun to watch at running back. He's he's an absolute blast to watch. I tune in the Giants games to see Saquon run the ball. On that note, the offensive line is dog shit. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I'm just going to go, yeah, the Jets are next. I'm going to say under on both New York teams. Jets are at six. Um, yeah, new, I, new, new, head, new head coach, new offensive system, uh, new quarterback, even though I do like Zach Wilson. Um, big Zach Wilson guy. I loved watching at BYU. I don't know how he's going to convert to the NFL. Um, he's got the arm strength, and he does have mobility. His decision-making is a little questionable. And what he's got around him, eh, Michael Carter – uh, with Tyler Maybe. Johnson at running back. Uh, who Corey the hell Davis. knows? Yeah, Corey. Decent, but great. Right. Probably not. Yeah, Corey Davis, another receiver who's really never fully blossomed. All the hype around that kid, but he's never really just, you know, I think NFL top 100 had him at like 76. The 76th yeah. best player in the NFL, Corey Davis? No. What 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 has he shown no, to, and to I rate love that Elijah ranking? I, I actually want a Jackson to draft Elijah more, but what his – his hamstring, I think it is, has been busted up, and he isn't 
really practicing or playing. So, you know, that rookie learning curve when you're is already steep and then you're not playing, you're not practicing. I don't know. The jet, the jets aren't going to like be some terrible team. I don't think that gets blown out every game, but I definitely see them under six wins. Like I, I do love what they did at the head coach position. I, I yes. love, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Get back to jets football, get back to a hard nose, hard hitting, you know, knock your mouth off defense, which is exactly what that's going to bring. And Zach Wilson, I don't, even though he was the second overall pick, I don't think much is expected of him because he is going into the Jets system. See, not much is expected of him from reasonable people, but guess right. where he is. He's in the city that you don't want to oh, go. Oh, I know. I if know. you don't want expectations. Oh, I yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You, if you don't come out there and throw 40 touchdowns, they're going to be questioning your your ability to play football. Yeah, as um, long as he doesn't have a butt fumble as a rookie, though, it'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> Philly, six and a half. I think they can win seven games, but at the same time, I'm super high on Dallas. Um, but that division is – you know, I, I think every team in that division could finish eight and nine. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Philly, I'd probably go over six and a half because it seems that, you know, they haven't announced Jalen Hurts, but all of – you know, all of the reports coming out are that people love his leadership, his work ethic. I like Jalen Hurts. I didn't think he was going to be a good NFL quarterback, but what he showed me in the last four games last year, I think he could be a formidable quarterback. Um, they obviously added Devonta Smith. Jalen Rager, if he can learn how to catch a football, could be really good, but he doesn't know how to catch. And Miles Sanders, I like Miles Sanders a lot. Uh, I think Miles Sanders has a pretty decent year this year. I'd probably lean the over on the Eagles at six and a half. I, you know, I couldn't decide. So I did a, you know, nice game of rock, paper, scissors to, uh, to figure out what to do for the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would, I would lean uh, over probably soft lean. Um, you know, Jalen Rager would be nice if he could catch the ball. Justin Jefferson catch the ball. Can he, he was yeah, there when they, he was there when they picked him, wasn't he? Yeah, he sure was. Damn, but Justin yeah, I mean, Jefferson's good, man. You're right. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys are the cream of the crop in that division. For me, I think Washington is the clear second best team. Yeah. Now, I don't know what they'll get from the quarterback position, which scares me. But then, I mean, the Eagles, they just feel like one of those mediocre teams that are just going to kind of be there this year. So do they win seven games? Maybe they only win six, but seven or eight probably feels right. Pittsburgh, eight and a half. The over is a plus 110. Listen, I was dead set on the under here. I was like, you know what? This is the year the Steelers take a step back. And then I sat down and I thought about it. And Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in his 14 years in Pittsburgh. And Ben Roethlisberger, there is no excuse to not perform well. He's finally got a legit three down back in Najee Harris. And his wide receiver core might be the deepest in the NFL between – I mean, I think we both think Deontay Johnson's number one. Um, Chase Claypool, number two. Juju is the best third receiver in the NFL. Um, and then even James Washington. But Roethlisberger's got this weird connection with James uh, James Washington. Ray Ray McLeod is their fifth. Um, and then on defense, they have a leader at every single level and an elite player at every single level as well. They're off, or their defensive line is fantastic. Um, Tyson Oliver is not good. I know. So their defensive line, Tyson Aluoglu, Cam Hayward, um, and then you have, um, at, 
you know, obviously at the linebacker position, you ha- you lost Bud Dupree, but they added Melvin Ingram, and I, I like the outside rush that Melvin Ingram brings. T.J. Watt's obviously fantastic. T.J. Watt's such a good player. Um, Joe Hayden, a very solid corner, even though he's getting up there in his career. And it depends. The defense really, I think, depends on what Minko do we get. Is it Minka Fitzpatrick the year they traded for him, or is it Minka Fitzpatrick of 2020? He wasn't bad in 2020, but he wasn't an all-pro talent like he was the year they traded for him. But, yeah, the offensive line's terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, is it Chuksa Kukafor is their left tackle this year? Um, I don't. I think it's an upgrade because I think Alejandro Villanueva sucks. Yeah, he, he was, was so good. bad. And Baltimore – Another reason I like the Baltimore under Baltimore added him to be their left tackle. Terrible decision. Um, but yeah, the offensive line sucks, but I like Pittsburgh's over at plus money. I think they can win nine games, man. I really do. So my feelings on this Pittsburgh line, I think, I think they go under eight and a half. However, I it's the Steelers. So even though I think that they're a seven or eight win team, I'm acknowledging they'll probably win nine or ten games because they're the Steelers. That's re- that's my reasoning that they'll go over is they're the Steelers. Well, we're we're both from the Pittsburgh area, so we know nothing. You know, we know nothing else than Pittsburgh being productive and Pittsburgh winning games. Yeah. Um, neither of us like the Steelers, so it's easy to pick against them. But at the same point in time, for them to have a winning record at plus money, I have to take the over there. Uh, Seattle. This one interests me. 10 wins. I'll let you go first on this one. So I struggled a bit, but I think under, um, because I think number one, uh, I like the Cardinals. Um, the Rams I love, and I like the 49ers as well. That division's tough. I don't, tough. I just Seattle, they'll be right around probably nine, 10 wins. I just, they they always there's always a stretch in the season where they look I think, dominant. And I think then, nine's more likely than eleven. Yes, I agree. So therefore, yeah, I agree with you on the under here. I think nine is more likely than eleven. I you know, Russell Wilson is amazing. Um, was the only quarterback to throw for at least thirty touchdowns in the last four years. Every single year, he's fantastic. What he does with his legs is it's freakish, man. The way he extends plays is it's crazy. And he's got you know he's got the weapons. Super high on Chris Carson this year. I love Chris Carson. Yeah. Um, and I also really, really like Higby. Uh, I think Higby's going to have a great year. Or I'm sorry, Higby's still with the Rams. They brought in um, Gerald Everett. Yeah. They brought in the other Rams tight end, Gerald Everett. I think Gerald Everett has a good year for them. Um, but, you know, he's got DK, he's got Tyler Lockett. But the, the defense is always, it's questionable, man. And yeah. like you said, that division is so tough. It's a hands down the best division in football. And that's saying a lot. You know, if Cincinnati was a decent team, um, then the, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore-Cleveland division could compete for it. But top to bottom, I could see Seattle going 9-8, and eight, finishing last in that division. I think that's plausible. I, I could too. And random uh, question for you, not really related to the over-under. Does yeah. Russell Wilson throw the prettiest-looking deep ball in the NFL? Yeah. I think goes it's, straight up to the moon. It's got to be. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is there. Because they both – Mahomes is more effortless, but it's like – so for a basketball reference, um, Russell Wilson's deep ball is like a Derek Fisher three, man. 
it's like it's going to scrape the roof. Yeah, it leaves his hand ball. and it's heading it's, straight up. It looks it's, like it's crazy, and then it still goes sixty yards. Um, so the next one we have Tampa eleven and a half. Just take the over. Don't bet yeah. against Tom Brady, man. They brought all twenty-two starters back. Take the over. The Saints got worse. Carolina's got Sam Darnold. Atlanta's going to be worse. Take the over eleven. I know it's juiced at minus one fifty, but just take the over eleven and a half. Yeah, if you're betting anything on Tampa, you damn well better bet the over. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to go 11-6 and six, um, until Father Time defeats him. Tom Brady, <laughs> I can't bet against him. It may happen at some point, but yeah, you don't bet on it. You bet for him, and then you're wrong that year, and then so be it. But you don't you don't predict when it's going to happen, because who oh, knows? In a full season with his little lover boy, Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I take that back. Juju's not the best number three receiver in football. Antonio Brown is, or Chris Godwin, or Mike Evans. Whoever you want to name number three there is the best third receiver. It's sickening. Yeah, it's sickening. Uh, Tennessee, nine wins. I bump it up to nine and a half for the minus 110. Nine's at minus 150. Take over nine and a half, minus 110. I like Tennessee. Um, I'm not convinced like on Indy and then obviously they have Houston and Jacksonville. I think their division, I think they go four and two at worst five and one is more likely. I think they win both Jacksonville games. Uh, they're probably both going to be Thursday night games. Um, they're going to win <laughs> no, they're both not. Houston games. They're not. They're okay. not. So Jacksonville might have a shot since it's a one o'clock home game. <laughs> and I like, I like Mike Vrabel is going to get that defense under control. Their defense was really, really bad last year. Worst third down defense in the league. It was like 60%. Um, opposing teams, compl- or, you know, converted on third down, which is crazy. That's really, really bad. Um, and they still went over nine and a half last year. Um, they added Bud Dupree, which is big. That's going to help the defense. It's going to give them the edge rusher they need. They've got King Henry, and oh yeah, they added this guy, their number two receiver, Julio Jones. Yeah, he's thirty-two. Yeah, he's missed some games, but if Julio Jones is on the field for 12 of the 17 games. Big addition. Johnny Smith being gone, that hurts because Ryan Tannehill liked Johnny Smith a lot. But I'll take Julio over Johnny any day. Spreads that field open, and that's only going to help A.J. Brown. I mean, And that, that line just feels great. You think of Tennessee, you think, all right, that's a playoff team. So then you say that, and you look, and the over-unders at nine. And that just the, that feels easy. You know, they're a good team that's going to win 10 games of maybe 11 even if you know they only win nine and you bet the nine well then you push yeah and the last over we have well over under i'm not taking the over here washington at eight and a half um fitz magic is not a 17 game starter fitz magic's the guy you come in you know comes in for seven or eight games gives your team that boost um seen the videos of him like walking around with cicadas and his beard and all that weird shit I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, you know, it's a great story. The journeyman, you know, he's been successful everywhere he goes, but I think that they finish under 500 this year. Again, we're high on the Cowboys. So it's only, you know, right of me to take the under on the majority of that division. Um, See, under I'm, eight and a half for Washington. I'm torn on the Washington football team because the quarterback position is what's holding me back because I, I honestly love the rest of the roster. Yeah, lines. I mean, their defensive line is loaded. They scary Terry McScorin. Yeah, Logan Thomas is a good tight end. Gibson's a good running back. Yeah. If you plug the good quarterback in, 
you know, that over is easy. So I personally would stay away from this because that roster is a 10 or 11 win roster, but quarterback, uh, you know, it's, it's too scary for a whole season of, of Fitz magic. Agreed. So just to recap here. So we're going the, the plays that we're actually going to make here, Baltimore under 11, Buffalo over 11, um, Green Bay over 10 and a half, Houston under four, Dallas, what was their line at? Was it nine and a half? Uh, Dallas, yes. Yeah, Dallas over nine and a half. And then just take Tampa. <laughs> just take, yeah, just take Tampa take Bay over 11 and a half. Um, and now we've got, we've got some player props for you guys that we want to go through. Um, and player props, like again, these are all season-long bets, so I don't know how people feel about having their money set aside for an entire season. But I enjoy player season-long bets. I enjoy – teams over unders i enjoy player props um and the first player prop that we're going to ride with here uh you you can go ahead you can start off with one you like so i guess they tie in together um i really like dak for mvp you know i'm not saying i love it it's going to happen but your odds for a plus 1500 and with that what i really love is dak over uh, 4775.5 passing yards mm-hmm. um if dak is healthy he's throwing for 5000 yards i i almost feel like that's a factual statement i technically it's not but i don't see the way he i mean this this is dak he just slings the rock they he might they might go down he might wait till the second half to start throwing the ball like he did at the beginning of last year but you know what when he starts throwing it he doesn't stop and I feel like he throws for 5,000 yards easily. So a couple hundred under that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, like I said, I was on the, the Punchless MMA podcast this week promoting the show. And um, I said Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year at plus 200. It's a battle between him and Joe Burrow. It's going to go to a quarterback. Um, and I just, I like Dak's numbers versus Joe Burrow's numbers, obviously. Now there's a wide receiver that you like from Dallas as well for Dak to get those, um, for Dak to get those numbers. And that would be CD lamb. Uh, he's, he's a beast. He is an absolutely incredible player. Um, you know, him and Dak last year, I think they said he was on pace for about 1700 yards. Granted four game sample size, not huge. Yeah. However, if Dak throws for 5,000 yards, like I think he will, if he's an MVP candidate, like I think he will be, if all of that happens, there's no shot. C.D. Lamb does not at least have over 1,050.5 receiving yards. If all those happen, the C.D. Lamb one happens easily as well. Yeah, and so like you said, like we've said the entire show, we're high on Dallas. A player prop I like is Ezekiel Elliott. Over 1,150.5 rushing yards. Uh, in the last four years, Zeke has what, 1,350 when he led the league. Um, then he missed six games and still had 930 in the year that he missed six games. Um, and then he went again for, I think it was close to 1,400 yards, where, again, he led the league in rushing. Um, and then last year, where he had it was 930 or 980, I can't remember, <clears throat> down year last year. But obviously, like we said, the offensive line was banged up. And it's easy to stack seven or eight in the box when Andy Dalton or Cooper Rush or, God forbid, Ben DiNucci is your quarterback. The kid from Pine Richland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I just don't 
see how Zeke doesn't hit this over here, man. I like Zeke over nine and a half rushing touchdowns too. I think Zeke has a good year, a really good year. I think he jumps back into form. You add an extra game onto the schedule, 1,300 yards for Zeke. Look, I'm going to be honest. You pick a Dallas offensive player, you pick some stat of theirs, and you bet over. the over. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, next one will stay in the division, one that I like based off of his sample size last year. Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts' is over 574 and a half rushing yards. Um, I know, yeah, 575 yards for a quarterback rushing. But in the four games that Jalen Hurts started last year, it's like 103 yards, 69 yards, 63 yards, and then 34 yards. And that was only one half. That was the controversial sit Jalen Hurts, uh, let Washington win the game. The Giants were super pissed because the Giants could have won the division if the if Washington would have lost that game. <clears throat> so he still had 34 yards rushing in that first half. He needs to average 33 and a half per game to hit this over. What about that doesn't, I mean, he's done nothing but hit that number. And if he has a full season starting, I just don't see how he doesn't go 575 or more. No, that's one of those ones that it, it almost seems like a gimme, which means he'll get hurt or something will happen that it won't hit, but it absolutely should. Yeah, and, and, and betting is all about getting your money in in the right spot. You're not going to win every bet. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to lose every bet. But it's all about getting your money in right and getting it in, you know, where you see an advantage. Um, injuries are unfore unforeseen uh, circumstances. So I, I'm taking Jalen Hurts over 400 or 574 and a half rushing yards. Um, a couple receivers you like this year. Uh, we talked about the Rams. We talked about the addition of Matt Stafford. Uh, I know our producer here is a big fan of this guy. I'm a big fan of him. Cooper Cup, over 1,000.5 uh, receiving yards. What do you think? I, I love it. I love it. Uh, Stafford, they're, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are both going to – there's plenty of food to go around with, mm -hmm. with Matt Especially with Cam Akers out. Yeah, you – a thousand yards in a seventeen game. I'm sorry, a thousand and one yards. If he wants to hit the over in a seventeen game season, she you know he'll blow up for a couple hundred fifty yard weeks. So then he has those couple weeks, and he averages you know, what sixty, seventy, eighty yards the rest of it. He'll he'll hit that. I think he'll hit that easily because I think he's an awesome player, and I think he's just going to soak up targets from Matthew Stafford. So that that one almost seems like a no brainer to me. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. So you have a massive upgrade at quarterback. Um, from, you know, Goff to Stafford. And you're also adding an additional game. And if you can catch 950 yards consistently with Jared Goff, why can't you catch an additional 60 yards with a much better quarterback in an additional game? Yeah. I don't see the problem. I, I you know, I'd like love that offense, man. Robert Woods, um, like I mentioned, Higby, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think it's to me fantastic. And I think the projection on Stafford's like five thousand passing yards. I mean, if it's five that if it's five thousand in Detroit with bums, yeah, yeah. If it if it's five thousand, Cooper Cup's got to hit his over. Yes. Uh, another guy you like in this, you know, plays into the over Green Bay. Devonta Adams, man, thirteen hundred point five. Uh, the Last Dance, Scotty Pippen, MJ, Aaron Rodgers. You know he's going to be looking for him. He's going to he's going to see fifteen targets a game. If you're 
you know, watching this show, listening to this show, I'm assuming you're a football fan. If you're a football fan, I'm assuming you know something about at least the big names. Even if you just pretend to like football, you know Aaron Rodgers, you know Devontae Adams. 1,300.5 might be a lot. If they're healthy for a 17-game season, he hits that. It's just, it's that simple. He's that good. Their connection is that good. You know, they're unstoppable together. He can get double covered, and it does not matter. If there is a millimeter that that ball needs to be fit into for him to catch it, Rodgers will put it there, and he will hold on to it. For sure. Yeah, you're not going to see many drops out of Adams. Um, and that's that's less than 80 yards a game. And I know, you know, it's still – you look at the big number, 1,300 yards. It seems a lot. But when you break it down, it's less than 80 yards a game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's yeah. not a lot when he ends up catching. Yeah, 13, 80, yeah. 80 yards a game over 17 games would be 1360. So, yeah, it's less than 80 yards a game. I like it. Uh, and he's yeah, and he's going to have, you know. 1,600 yards. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have a, a 160, 180. You know, he's going to have huge weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I'm big fan of that. Um, so, another, you know, the last player prop we have here, Tua. Under 3905.5. I thought that was a mistake. I couldn't believe when I read that number, I, dude, there's, he's not passing for 4,000 yards in nine games last year. He had 1805. So he was averaging just over 200 yards a game, 17 games. That's 3,400 yards. That's 500 under what they have him projected. And I'm sorry to that. That offense is not going to be high powered. I don't see over 3,905 passing yards out of two of this year. I'm a big fade to a guy until he proves me wrong. And if he does, good on him. But I'm taking the under on Tua's passing. I like it a lot because if Tua has a good year this year, it doesn't feel like he's going to throw for 350 yards a game. He'll manage the game and, you know, he'll throw for 200 yards with two touchdowns and no interceptions. Like, I feel like that's a good Tua game this year. So even if he looks okay, I still think he struggles to hit, you know, hit that number on passing yards. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just I'm not I'm not buying into the Tua hype. And I don't think many people in Miami are buying into the Tua hype. There was the talk about them drafting a quarterback this year. Um in case Tua wasn't the guy so they could have a quarterback. And when you hear that that your team's going to go again and take another quarterback in the top 10, I don't know, it's got to hit you in the feels. Look, but- if I'm a Jaguars fan. I know about bad quarterback play. The thing is, if you I don't. don't know, if you don't know, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> you Not so much. Even Matt Castle was good the year Brady was hurt. So let's, if you don't know, if you have a guy, you don't have a guy. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You should, yeah. Ever, you should know if he's your guy. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's it guys. That's all we have for you on this episode. Um, next week we will be live. Follow us on Instagram at, you know, give me the points, Twitter, give me the points. Um, we're going to be on Spotify. We're on iTunes. And like I said, next week we will be live on YouTube. We have a little 24 hour delay before we can go live. So this episode couldn't go live, um, but we are going to do next week. We're going to go over um, division winners and possible Super Bowl winners. So we're going to go over that stuff as long as, you know, while the preseason is still going on, but then uh, full speed ahead, man, week one. I'm fired up. I can't wait. College football right around the corner kicks off next weekend. I believe Saturday night is the first college football game. We will be color, covering college football as well. We're both SEC guys. Um, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Football season's finally here. Yeah. Listen, the 
you know I go to pretty much every WVU game. You'll find me in the blue lot. Tailgating is back this year. Uh, yeah, bring I, the NFL is my favorite to watch, you know, but those college football Saturdays and going to the games, but I'm ready. Bring it on. So that's all we got for you guys. Any parting shots, anything, anything else you want to add, add here? No, I mean, you know, bet the over on the chiefs and bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take the two best teams in the league. Uh, I just Brady and the other 21 starters returning. Yeah. Tampa's over. I know it's minus minus one fifty, but yeah, Tampa's over. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the first episode. Um, many more to come. We have so much in store for you guys. Um, working along with Punchlist, they, they've been fantastic. They're helping us out with all the production. Uh, Dale and Trey are fantastic. If you're listening to us and you haven't listened to Punchlist MMA, you're out of your mind. Yeah, Punchlist MMA on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, or uh, iTunes. Go give it a listen. Uh, when we started recording this episode, it is Saturday night. Starting this episode, they were 7-0 and on their MMA picks. Um, the, the guys know what they're talking about. And MMA is a very, you know, um, like a little niche community. Like it's so small. And to find two people that know what they're talking about the way they know what they're talking about is so rare. Um, and the dynamic of the two of them is fantastic. So go give it a listen. Punchlist MMA, they are our, you know, our, our, our like little mother and we're like the little child right now. So yeah, give it a listen, guys. Um, the Punchlist family is going to be growing. You'll see their little logo on our logo, but we appreciate you guys coming out and that's all I've got. We will talk to you guys next week.